Hello friends hello good evening i am uh, binod myself binod from bihar and i have my dear friend uh, matia binotto from italia ferrari team principal and ourselves going to do race debrief silverstone circuit uh, i think binod is such a sensation i think we leave him there and i think we'll get to where we are we are common men so i'm aryan pradhan and i have arnav sanjeev with me and i think hey hi arnav first of all hi to you and hi, hi to everyone watching this and we have uh, silverstone part 2 the f1 70th anniversary race debrief uh, a sensational race i think that's how we started off with binod because we saw them the sensation for the sensational race and i think it's a great great day to describe how great the red bulls were max verstappen phenomenal performance arnav what do you got to say about the max verstappen performance I think uh, Max Verstappen has, you know, he's just been that kind of guy. He's the only one who can actually challenge the Mercedes, and today he's shown true dominance in the race. You know, tire management was something that the Mercedes struggled, and he just, you know, he showed like true character. He didn't really have any face any tire issues, and also he's he's become a more mature driver, if I have to say, you know, through this race. I think I think the biggest advantage with Max was that the Red Bull car suited the hot conditions very well. I mean that was the only issue Mercedes had that their car wasn't ready for the hot conditions. But I want to ask you this: uh, the, the the fact that Mercedes decided to do Q2 on the medium tires, which was uh, if you compare it to last weekend, it was a soft tire which everybody literally ditched off. I mean, what was in the mind of Mercedes? I mean, they could have gone for a hard tire run because they came out of the pits almost at the same time as Max. They saw Max on hard tires, and they probably thought Max could have been some sort of a threat in the race. And it, I mean, today was supposed to be hotter, and it was hot. And I mean, what what did Merck think when they went out on the medium tire, which was last uh, weekend soft? I think Frank. to just say this out uh, you know is the fact that all team must have been a bit confused i mean not confused i mean they didn't have much work to you know find out the difference between the different tires that were being offered this weekend and um, you know obviously you know there are a lot of factors that go behind but one of the main factors is the fact that um, the uh, people the teams might have been kind of you know a bit uh, dicey over tires especially because you know these are new tires coming from the last weekend yeah that 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 definitely pl- uh, played a part uh, and i think merk uh, never expected uh, the hard tires to you know go so well because because if you see after uh, lewis and uh, uh, bottas uh, pitted i mean max ahead was literally doing faster lap timings and that is probably what played against the merk because when max decided to pit and come out on his fresh medium he was like just a second off bottas and i think that is what most never took into account what kind of tire wear they would have but uh, another driver i want to highlight apart from max uh, he was absolutely stupendous and phenomenal i mean i think words are not enough to describe what he was today but another driver i want to highlight wearing this red shirt of the ferrari today the scarlet red ferrari of charles leclerc I think managing the hard tires for 34 laps and not complaining on the radio of any kind of major tire wear I think that's something we have got to give that young man credit for 
he's outperforming the ferrari in literally every race he might not be top of qualifying because he's not getting the engine power he wants but despite the engine we call we now compare it to the williams but i think despite everything leclerc hanging there in p4 and now p4 in the driver standing bringing ferrari p3 in the driver standing i think you have to give him a salute what's your take on charles yeah see i've been a ferrari fan you know for a very long time since the day i started watching formula 1 so i mean obviously i'm very happy that you know ferrari is getting in the points and you know charles is like my favorite di- driver on the grid right now and has been for the past two years um so i think he's been absolutely phenomenal this year he, he's outperformed the car like you said um however there's this one factor which we must take into consideration behind the fact that why his tires weren't worn enough as compared to the mercedes is the fact that the ferrari wouldn't have wanted to push the car as much because they knew that the fastest lap was definitely out of their limits or out of their yeah out of their limits and the you know getting anything above p5 is like you know a podium or a win for them so you know just i think you know the strategy for ferrari with leclerc would have been that just hang in there uh, you know set a particular lap time stick around that keep a gap with the uh, stroll behind and try and maintain that gap so yeah i mean his performance does deserve you know a, a salute and all of that but um, you know ferrari have played it smart yeah i mean definitely because i mean the red hot racing point were literally behind them and they were definitely faster i mean the friday's race pace timings could also show you that that for the racing point or the pink mercedes now i can say it very clearly <laughs> that they were they were they were quicker and i mean yeah also talking about uh, the racing points of fine i before we get to the other drivers i think that kind of reminds me Racing Point have been fined 400k euros and they have uh, lost 15 points, but I think they've made up those 15 points as well. <laughs> but uh, uh, but coming to your question, do you think it was a fair decision or do you want a harsher punishment like the Ferraris, McLarens, Renault, and Williams have protested? Or I think are you kind of content with what FIA have done, or do you think no punishment? I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, copying is a part and parcel of F1. I think uh, more more like. copying shouldn't is not like i mean you said that it's a part and parcel but you know the fact that they've explicitly mentioned it to people you know they they come out and said that yes we have copied the w10 and the fact that you know we have taken pictures and all really kind might have put uh, the fi officials off but nowhere in the rule book um, does it say or state that you know that copying a previous year's car will result in a penalty copying a current year's car does is uh, result in a penalty and maybe that's one factor because if you see in austria which is when the initial protest started you could see that the uh, rear wing of the uh, uh, the racing points was exactly similar or exactly the same as the rear wing uh, brought by the mercedes team on the new car the w11 to australia so i mean obviously that factor also has to be brought in here I mean I I want to address the issue of the brake ducts because that's been the hot topic I mean that's the first point where people are seeing the copying and I mean yeah I mean I I saw an interview where one of the technical officers kind of said that yes we have taken inspiration from the mark we have copied their brake ducts and brake ducts are one of those parts which are not listed in the rule book and you can kind of you know take uh, uh, you know kind of copy and now 2021 sets to change these regulations and certainly this 
change in regulation will i guess hamper seb's uh, move to aston if he's considering it because they'll have to rework the rear the rear the, the entire rear has to be completely revamped as uh, arna rightly said and yes they cannot copy the mark as the marks anymore and next year is going to be a different car with aston and mark engine so i hope the best for them but uh, coming to i, I mean uh, yeah i mean another driver apart from leclerc and max you you have to uh, you know put uh, alex albon in the spotlight alex albon he has made three moves along corps and he's just been, i mean the move with raikkonen if i don't know if you saw that he just gave i mean he was just in the racing line and you have to give him respect for the kind of moves he's made and he he's a complete sunday man and he's admitted it i mean quali is not maybe my cup of tea but i think i'm going to just give it like my best shot in the race p5 in the race arnav i mean what's your uh, view on alex albon see uh, results are not i mean results in quali are definitely not consistent so uh, red bull will definitely be looking to try and make him improve those kind of results because i mean last year you could see that you know christian honor and um, um helmet marco dr helmet marco you know um you know they both kind of were like the behind pierre gasly saying that you know we don't like results in p8 or p9 it doesn't it doesn't help us in any way you know so with him you know qualifying p8 p9 p13 also you know uh, so it's not really helping his case but how i mean however you also have the fact that he is you know um bringing in the points he's coming in p5 from starting from p9 and all of that stuff but if he can improve if he can improve his consistency in qualifying i don't feel any reason for red bull to even remove him even in the off case that they are thinking about it i mean if you were dr helmut marco or now i'll put you in his shoes right now uh, would you choose pierre gasly as your second driver or would you choose alex albon i know it's a tough one but you have to consider the consistency and the race pace because i think gasly was also unlucky because people say albon is ill fated he missed out on two podiums but if you remember germany 2019 he was red hot quick but uh, 2018 i guess sorry 2000 yeah 18 when uh, yeah he he clipped the back of someone so i think pierre gasly has had his share of bad luck as well so don't i think bringing luck into this kind of picture won't help but if you were dr helmut marco just just asking were you talking about the albon gasly incident in the germany grand prix yes, last year yes i was yes yes ah, so it's last year huh? yeah last but, year ha huh, yeah so uh, getting back to, uh, apologies but uh, getting back to the uh, helmet marco thing um, you know you can see pierre gasly with a much i mean much worse car than the red bull getting in a p7 in quali uh, ahead of alexander albon who definitely definitely has the faster car however you know and you could see also last week as well you know pierre gasly started a big uh, he started uh, back um, you know like i think p11 if i'm not wrong yeah and, p11 uh, and then he still got a points finish you know maybe he was you know like a position behind albon and all but you know you have to also see the fact that the difference in power output between the two cars um, and the fact that pierre gasly is still getting in performances like this you know He if i was gasly's agent if i if i was gasly's agent i would say you know my driver my guy held off sebastian vettel on mediums fresh mediums he just held him off i think that's another thing you want to consider and i you know we both have agreed on this before also is the fact that red bull didn't give gasly much time and yeah. you know you you're driving against someone like max verstappen 
who is you know like this powerful energetic driver who gets in podium podium finishes week in week out obviously it takes a toll on your morale and your confidence so we can see that it's kind of you could see it's a similar case like gasly happened to albon but albon is like the sunday sunday guy you know he will bring in performances even if he starts at p20 so i think as helmet marco i might stick with albon for the time being given that the points are given on sunday yeah you would want to stick with someone like albon who's better with the race trim uh, and uh, i think uh, we've had a set of letdowns as well i mean we've just spoken about the greats of the max verstappen and the charles leclerc but i think we got it now i'll get on the disappointing side we got to get on the flip side of the race daniel ricardo sebastian vettel and the memes are out sebastian vettel new year new spin i guess uh, another spin for my man uh, he he picked up too much dirt into one and i was completely out of shape and you could see he got very close to signs i mean he could have hit him because he had no control on the car but i mean kudos to seb to not having hit uh, signs and despite his bad start he was i guess around 11 to 12 seconds behind kimi and he managed to get a good result for him personally at uh, p uh, 12 yeah p 12 right it's yeah i think yeah so so what uh, do you have to say on seb yeah seb seb's really uh, out of his game you know you can see the fact that he is frustrated i mean ever since it was announced that he is not he's out of contract you know he's kind of like i remember martin uh, martin brundle even saying this that the the split between ferrari and um, vettel will be like a very bad divorce so yeah it's going to be horrible and, and you can see that it's crumbling apart right now I mean, the fact that they've announced this decision like too early before the season could start has completely brought Vettel's morale down, and eventually that's hampered their chance of salvaging any points out of the races. I mean, Ferrari now sitting at 55 constructor points. You could see that Charles Leclerc alone has got 42 of those points. I mean, that's astonishing, given that Seb is a four-time world champion. but i mean we got to take that with a pinch of salt and probably hope that vettel i mean manages to secure his future with another team and being a vettel fan i hope he gets a good seat next year but that's something we want to watch out for another good driver who lost out bad today was daniel ricardo as he tried to make a move on the mclaren into uh, i guess that was into the loop yeah into the loop just before the yeah. loop into the wellington straight he tried to make a move he just got a little out of shape and he spun round and that completely ruined his race he was the only driver probably who took uh, one of the top drivers who took three stops uh, i mean uh, you got a feel for ricardo man you got a feel for him yeah i think he must be completely disappointed you know starting p5 you know there were talks also in the paddock about you know a potential ricardo ricardo p3 but i mean looking at his performance from yesterday and looking at his performance today obviously he must be you know really devastated and it's a disappointment for the renault team if not him you know they had a chance of getting some good points and then esteban ocon getting the three place penalty and then daniel ricciardo you know spinning yeah this this has been a horrible you know, weekend for cyril really... yeah this has been a bad weekend yeah. for cyril uh i think we're done with uh, most of it and yeah just the one retirement i mean it was fun to see 19 drivers uh, see the line see the flag just the one retirement in kevin magnussen arnav uh, also you uh, got to you got to feel bad for russell i mean every time he just delivers on saturday he does not have the car on sunday 
could could you possibly Actually, highlight the reason why it's, it's it's also not about the car but the fact that um, you know he has people behind him who are on like who are like a bit faster i mean he as a driver he's capable of being a world champion in a mercedes today tomorrow this year you know he is definitely one of the guys if you put him in a mercedes he's going to be the world champion however you know that's just his own talent his own merit however with a machine like a williams you know he's still trying to you know push the he's trying to get the maximum out of it but then that's just everything he puts on saturday however you know the race is a completely different ball game because you can't give your complete maximum 56 laps of the race you know or 54 how many ever laps are there so you can't really expect him to you know give a a time of you know let's say 120 no wait 130 131 which is you know somewhere 3 seconds off the fastest lap yeah and done by lewis uh i the last question i think we'll get to is the tire management i mean it's been very hot in silverstone i mean we've had very high track temperatures and the way max and charles have kind of managed it i mean is not very similar to the way mercs managed it the mercs had a very 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 difficult second stint on the hards and you could see them dropping the pace uh, uh do you have some suggestions i mean as to what uh, tires could be brought or i mean why silverstone is such a hard circuit with the tires i mean there was a pirelli report which said that the pressures are going to be up and you could see lewis hamilton complaining on the radio for one instance where he thought max had started the race with low pressure tires the reason yeah. why he could manage them so well but uh, your view on the tires just before we end uh i stated this before obviously but the fact that you know pirelli got new tires has definitely put the team off you know kind of changed their complete strategies and all but uh, another point is the fact that you could see that the right rears and right fronts or the left rears and left fronts were the ones uh, that you know got worn out the most at the end of the race or during the race as well because if you see i mean silverstone is a circuit where you're turning into the left hand corner at a much faster pace as compared to the right hand and the fact that they there are like even if you see maggots and beckets you know okay. it's the one which it's like the left the left hand corner you you're hitting it at 300 the right hand you're going at a much slower pace at 262 70 and then you're going back to you're going to the beckets and then uh, you know um, at a speed of 200 or 180 also sometimes and then you're going to um, hanger straight at like a that order hanger yeah that order hanger and and that left hand turn is where you're kind of you know going at max you know that's when you you know push if uh, but you push the throttle down yeah i mean even the heavy braking into uh, you know into luffield when you get into luffield out of the uh, wellington i mean that's again the braking plus the high g forces i guess uh, are the reasons and clubs yes definitely at clubs and yeah uh, that that those are the reasons why silverstone is such a hard circuit on the tires uh, i mean uh, we've seen two races this time we saw thankfully more pit stops and no tire delaminations but uh, Pirelli's uh, decision to go a step uh, softer for this weekend probably was not something Pirelli wanted to do, but since it was chosen, it was done. Uh, and we'll we'll do the rest of the questions as to who is in form and uh, who's not in form in our Friday's pre-race uh, pre debrief. We're now going to split this, so we're going to do it into two. So Arnav, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your valuable input. and uh, i think we'll see you on friday for the pre race debrief we have catalonia we have the circuit of barcelona coming up 
uh, in Spain in uh, five days time. Uh, so we'll see you after practice too, to see who's in, who's out, and we'll compare the race timings and we'll see uh, which team uh, apart from Mercedes can challenge for the win. I think, I think Red Bull should look tasty there as well. But uh, thank you to all our viewers for watching this and uh, take care, stay safe and have a great, great week ahead. Yep.